I don't. Maybe you could step up after the years of surgeries and procedures that I've had. Yeah. You could have one so that I don't end up with a dangerous pregnancy. Yeah. Well, it's old hat for you, you know? <laughs> you, <laughs> you know where to go in the hospital. You know who to talk to. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Eric, yep. how's that coffee and three beers? I've only had a few sips of coffee and one sip of beer, but I do have three beers lined up on in front of me. I don't know what I'm going to need for this. I don't think, I mean, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. It is? Yes. I thought it was later than that. No. Okay. We're not going to get through these three beers. It's okay. okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, tomorrow is our son's six month birthday. Mm-hmm. Can't believe he's six months already. Yeah. You know, the days are long, but the years really seem short, don't they? They do. Yeah. I, someone said that. I got to be honest, the days have been seeming kind of short, too. It just sort of seems like everything's flying by. <laughs> yeah. But that's good. The days felt really long when he was a little baby, and now it doesn't feel quite like we're being tortured the whole time we're awake. Yeah, true. Here I am yawning. Um, yeah. He This morning, he woke up at 5.30 or something, so we're a little sleepy, but generally. Yeah. Sleeping great. Joy to be around. Yep. Did we, did we already talk? I don't think we talked about how we started feeding him food on the podcast. No, because we just started feeding him food like two weeks ago. I think it was more than that. And we haven't podcasted in months. Well, we started feeding him food. We just puree up like one or two ingredients together. He loves it. Yes. And it's really cute. He sits in his high chair like a person and we hand him a spoon and he puts it in his mouth and chews on it for a while. Yeah. It's great. He came out to lunch with us and he sat in a high chair. So he's, he's yeah, got he, the whole high chair thing down. Yeah. It's as long as he's strapped in firmly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just doing baby stuff. You know, in six months, he's going to be, what is it, a toddler? Yes. Crazy. Yeah. He's not a baby anymore. Soon he'll be helping out around here. Yep. Did you help out when you were a kid? Did you have like chores and stuff that you did? I don't think I had chores. I, I didn't do <laughs> that shit. That doesn't seem right. I did nothing. I, I vaguely remember, I think there was a period of time where my parents like paid me a dollar to like clean my room or something. Yeah. But it wasn't real chores. Yeah. I didn't get an allowance or do anything to warrant an allowance. You know what I spent my allowance on? What? Those Archie comics at the grocery store. Well, what an investment. (laughs) I have boxes of absolutely ruined Archie comics that are probably worth nothing. Nothing. Yeah. But I've held on to them this whole time. So, uh, Benny is almost six months old Yep, and, uh, we have survived so far. Yep. And it, it really has gotten better and better. I feel like every month he's a little more fun. We're a little less tired. Yeah, totally. Um, and so, so what was your theme for this episode? Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to talk about body after baby. Hey, oh, okay. specifically yours. I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> super comfortable with you confronting me about my body um, in this public forum, but. No, you look good because you've been carting thousands of pounds of gravel back and forth. That's true. I am. I You're am really working it out. Full on mountain man mode right now. Yeah. I, you look good. But I've only been burning several thousand calories a day. For the last few days. No, but you're doing a lot of manual labor. True. I think you you gained a lot of weight while I was pregnant. Definitely. Because you were worried and I was pregnant. Yes. And I was eating like 
mostly ice cream and cheese. Yeah, and then I was right alongside you there. Yeah, eating all my leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like take a bite of a Klondike bar and then give it to you and then you would eat the rest of the Klondike yeah. bar. Yeah, but I think, I think you've worked most of it off. I think you look good. I'm getting there. How do I look? You look fantastic. No, I mean, I don't mean for someone who had a baby. I mean like just as a person. Great. You think I look great just like as a person? Yeah. Do I look like I had a baby? No. Yes, I do. No, you don't. He's just lying. <laughs> don't lie to our listeners. I'm not lying. I think you are perfect. That's not the same. You have to say that because we're married. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to talk about how that whole thing has been because it's something that I always wondered, you know, before I had a baby, like what actually happens there? Because yeah. it just seems so crazy that you get so huge and there's yeah. a whole, in my case, giant person inside your body. Yeah. And then it's like, do you ever really come back from that? And I, I think before I go into it, I will say, I think I've talked before on this podcast about my unhealthy obsession with the Vanderpump Rules girls because they all just had babies this year. Yeah. And when I was pregnant, before I was pregnant, I was mad that all of them were getting pregnant. While I was pregnant, I was mad that all of them were having their babies and just like came out the other side of childbirth, like totally fine. Right. And now I'm pissed because they all look like supermodels again. Sheena's walking around in crop tops and bikinis. Right. Lala looks amazing. Well, you know, their only job is to work out and monitor their diet. I know, and- but still I'm just... Hilaria Baldwin. She was like a day after her seventh baby. She was like doing yoga and looked amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. So I, I am not there. Yeah. But people who are famous live different lives. I know, but I just think it sets a really unrealistic expectation. Chrissy Teigen just posted about this on her um, Instagram the other day. You mm. know, she lost her baby. Yeah. Last six months ago or whatever. No, more than that. That must've been last year, but she was talking about how, cause it was a pretty late stage. I think she was like 20 weeks or something when she mm-hmm. lost the baby. And she posted a thing about how like your body recovering after having a baby is one thing, but at least your body knows what to do. It's sort of this cycle that it's built for. Right. But when you lose a baby midway through a pregnancy, it's like you're in the process of like starting to produce milk. You're like putting on weight for the baby. Your hormones are changing. And she said that it's been really hard for her. Like she hasn't bounced back the way she did with her other ones because her body hasn't like doesn't know when to go through those changes. Right. That's intense. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I gained a ton of weight when I was, what did I gain? 30, 50? I don't know. Like a ton of weight. I was huge, <laughs> like massive. Yeah. I, I put I, on about a hundred pounds. Yeah. So I think I gained 40 pounds. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And it really, it was kind of amazing. That like most of that melted off within what, a couple months yeah. after having him. So I think that was easier than I thought it would be. Like my face got way skinnier, basically like the day he was born. I remember I came home and mom was like, you already look like yourself again. Yeah. So I think a lot of that weight just, just goes away. I don't know if that's hormones or Probably. And then I think breastfeeding I heard is actually a good, like it burns a lot of calories. I think that that helps. I did that for a few months mm-hmm. and I feel, I feel generally like back to my normal size, but I just, I still have like, and I don't know if this is a C-section thing or what, but I just feel like I still have like a little belly mm-hmm. and that's what I'm mostly trying to get rid of at this point. Same. But otherwise I think, <laughs> otherwise I feel like <laughs> I am basically the size I was before. Yeah. To what do you credit this incredible Well, I have an amazing metabolism, as you know. (laughs) No, but I I do think, I think this is why everyone who's had a baby doesn't look like they just had a baby. Like you really, I think your body like changes shape a little bit Mm -hmm. to accommodate, but it's not like, I think all the weight that you gain while you're pregnant is really to support the baby that you're growing and then you don't need it anymore. So you go back to kind of what you were before. Yeah. I thought you were going to get into your new hobby. I'm trying to set you up here. And, oh, that's what you, and, when you yeah, said, and, what do you And you're like, to? I don't know. It just sort of happened. <laughs> well, I do. I, okay. So I've been exercising. Yes. 
using my Peloton, which we got a year-ish ago. I think we got it when I was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And I never used it a day in my life until I think it was like, when did I start? Like six or seven weeks ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. What motivated me to do it finally? I don't remember. I think Um, it's just not fitting in pants generally. Yeah. I feel like it was that and you were kind of obsessing, like maybe it was the Vanderpump people, but you were sort of obsessing about what you were seeing online and you you got yourself into a little bit of a, a little bit of a state. Yeah. Because I think once that initial weight went away, it's like, okay, this is what I'm left with. And it's sort of like, you see what your body would be like if you didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Whereas before I had a baby, I was kind of like, I can live with this. Like, this is fine. Right. And now it's like, I'd really rather, you know, wear normal pants again. Sure. None of my pants fit me. I had to buy, I think generally I'm a size six. I want a six or eight in jeans. I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. And I had to buy size 12 jeans because that like, that's how much wider I am just around the waist. But otherwise they're like too loose on me. It's very uncomfortable. I cannot find jeans that actually fit me. I'm, and like, I've been looking at the, um, when I was trying to buy jeans that would fit, I was looking at the measurements, you know, of like waist and hip and whatever. Yeah. And my waist is bigger than it's supposed to be compared to my hips, like ratio wise. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's no, I have to go way up in size because there, no one makes pants that are that ratio. I actually think there's a great business model in not like maternity clothes and not postpartum clothes, but just like Clothes for people who've had a baby. Yeah. You know? That's not a thing? I don't, I've been looking. I don't think so. But like where you're, because basically my waist right now is the same size as my hips, little smaller, but like much less of a ratio than, than normal. Right. And the other thing that's been so weird, I can't find any, um, this has been the worst thing, honestly, is I can't find any bras that fit me because my, I think because I had such a big baby, but my, my rib cage completely changed shape. So Mm. now like it just... I've tried a bunch of different sizes and configurations and the only thing I can really wear comfortably is sports bras because otherwise it digs in. And I don't know if that's going to go away or if that's just, because I can't, if I wear a giant size, then it doesn't work with my cup size. You ever see, I don't know if this is appropriate. You ever see like an old person and you think, how did you get shaped that way? Yes. That's what I'm saying. And you try to, I mean, I, I was, sometimes I'll see that and I'll try to kind of, you know, imagine them as a young person shaped that way. And you know, like old men are not shaped that way. Yeah. It's like, right. Like when old men are all like barrel barrel chested chested and (laughs) like young people are not shaped that way. So it's, it's their bones that are changing shape. I think it really is. And I think when you're pregnant, your bones change shape in such a fast dramatic way. Mm -hmm. So it's probably like, unlike if you're a dude who's just becoming more barrel chested over decades, it's like, it's very weird that all of a sudden, like my band size is like four sizes bigger or something crazy. Mm. I think I was a 34 C no 34 D before. And now the closest thing I've been able to find is a 38 C, but like, it just doesn't fit right. Weird. It's really weird. And I, I don't know if there wasn't a pandemic, I would like go to a bra store and get fitted. Yeah. But I'm just sort of, I feel like, I mean, obviously I have no clue what I'm talking about, but go on as someone who has been, uh, who's gone through periods of being very intensely into fitness. Um, I wonder if there is, uh, sort of a muscle recovery thing that needs to happen where it's like, it's not so much your, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that your, your rib cage spreads out a little bit and stuff. Cause you got a body in there, you yeah. know, but, but I wonder if there is, Cause I, I like, if you start working out and toning your muscles, this, you see this a lot, especially with weightlifting, people will almost, almost immediately start walking differently. Hmm. Like their bodies, cause things just tighten up and pull things into shape. And I know that like, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously a lot of the reason why you, why not you, but one has, uh, 
a belly is not only because that's where fat gets stored, but also people have, have weak abs. To, yeah. And so you have this kind of like bulge outward. Yeah. Um, I do think that's way worse because of my C-section. Yeah. I, those muscles didn't work at all for. Right. I mean, months. those muscles got destroyed. Yeah. They sliced right through them. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder if there is like a combination of things, you know, like. Definitely. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think it is a combination. But I think my point here is like, I think I always had the impression that after having a baby, you're fat and then you have to like work off the fat. Yeah. And that I don't feel like that's the situation. Yeah. I, f I just feel like my body changed shape and now I have to figure out how to like shove everything back yeah. where it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Back to my Peloton. Yes. So I am on a seven week streak right now. Yes. I haven't been doing every day, but I've been doing almost every day for seven weeks. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself. So when I really am too tired, I don't do it. But for the most part, I've been doing it. I just hit 25 rides wow. today. You're doing a great job. Also, I should mention, I have a broken foot and my podiatrist told me, sorry, not a broken foot. What do I have? Stress fracture. Minor stress fracture or something. And the podiatrist, I asked her about the Peloton and she said, you can do low impact rides where you're not getting out of the saddle, but I'm getting out of the saddle. Yeah. But we live in an area where the doctors can't really be trusted. They're mainly, sure. <laughs> call, they're, they're, they don't, they don't really know anything. They're mainly just called out in the, in the middle of the night to shoot horses and stuff. Sure. Anyway, so I'm back out of the saddle. Yeah. I think also my foot's fine, but, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. And I, like, I am a person who not only like really never exercised before, except for one brief stint where I had a personal trainer, but other than that, I've never been able to motiv motivate myself to do it, but I particularly hated cycling. And I went to a couple, what is it? Like soul cycle classes. Yeah. And I went to a couple crunch gym cycling classes, hated them. And it, like, I was the person who would make it five minutes in and then just be like, I just physically cannot do this. And then I would just quit and sit there until the thing was over. Yeah. Um, so I think it's amazing that I've been able to actually, like I've finished every ride that I've started. I'm constantly like beating my own personal record. So it does feel like I'm getting stronger and I'm kind of having fun. That's cool. Doing it. I mean, it should be fun. You know, I've never had, even when I had the personal trainer, exercising has never been fun for me. For me, when I've gone through those periods of time, there's always that hump that you have to that I, I have personally felt I needed yeah. to cross. And before you get to it, working out is pure misery. But see, I think I always quit before I get there. Yeah. Because I'll it, get into running for like a week and then be like, never mind. Yeah, that's not enough. You need to be at it for a couple months, I think, before you kind of start getting those endorphin highs that people talk about. I think that you are, you've been at it for a little while. So you're like kind of getting into that mode. Yeah, and I'm feeling a little stronger and I'm yeah. starting, I'm very OCD. So I like anytime I learn a new hobby, I, I just love getting real deep into it. You're um, also highly like externally motivated. Yeah. Oh my God. Why do I keep saying like? Just, um, it's even more annoying when you correct yourself. I have to, I, I have to acknowledge that I notice that I'm being stupid anyway. So, uh, you are very externally motivated and I think the Peloton's really good for that. Yeah. The kind of almost game element of it and yeah, I've been up. unlocking badges. Yeah, I get, yeah. when I get my new personal record, I'm excited. I love when people high five me or when I high five them and they high five me back. Yeah. It's just really fun. And I also, I have a bunch of friends who do Peloton. I haven't done any rides with them yet, but I love the idea that I can schedule a ride with a friend and do it together. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I can't even watch a YouTube video of someone telling me how to work out. <laughs> I feel immediately <laughs> hostile toward them. Wait, is this the right time to tell that story about when you took that surfing lesson? <laughs> <In Hawaii? laughs> 
<laughs> but that's not exercise. That was just well. That that is representative of your inability to be externally motivated. Do. Yeah. Well. So on our honeymoon, we went to Hawaii, <laughs> and Eric's dream was to take a surfing lesson. Yeah. And we got you the two-hour lesson because it was like no, it was a three-hour lesson. Three-hour. We got yeah. the most like the most expensive because I wanted to honeymoon. become a real surfer. Yeah. And what happened? So. The guy who was my instructor, our personalities did not mesh. He did not know how to motivate me. He was like a like an ex-military guy or something. Uh, I think he fancied himself. Okay, to be I thought that. he was. Um, he was sort of. He was more like a like an angry high school football coach or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Screaming at me that I was stupid and doing it wrong and I was going to get killed and all this stuff. And, and, and what'd you do? Let me just say the first time I went out, I just rode a wave back in. As soon as I got there, I had booked a three hour lesson <laughs> and five minutes in I surfed. But you had done that before. You no. knew you were capable of, I thought you had surfed before. Oh, I mean, I surfed in New York but those aren't real waves. Okay. So you felt like you had already accomplished what you set out to do. Well, sort of. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would have loved to spend three hours surfing up a storm, but um, for, for people who haven't tried it, surfing is so unbelievably exhausting. Cause you're paddling. You're, you're just paddling the whole time. So he's yelling at me and everything. And <laughs> after paddling back out a few times, I'm literally <laughs> laying on the surfboard gasping for air. I'm, <laughs> I'm dying. And he's yelling at me and telling me it's time to get moving. To Come be fair, on. probably the people who book three hour lessons are usually pretty like athletic and want to work hard for three hours. Maybe. We just didn't realize that's what it meant. I, yeah. I think we were picturing that you would like paddle out there, sit on your board, Hang out and have a beer with the Hawaiian instructor. Uh, maybe not the beer part, but at least just sort of like chill out. Yeah. You know? You, yeah. You were picturing just hanging out on a surfboard for three yeah. hours. If I surf four times in three hours, yeah. <laughs> great, man. Give me a high five, little hang loose. I'm out of here. But he was just, you know, a drill sergeant. It was crazy. So I'm out there and I'm gasping for air and I'm seriously, it's 45 minutes into the lesson and I'm thinking, I will not survive this. I'm going (laughs) to die. And he's screaming. And at one point I even said, I, can we just take a break? And he was like, yeah, if that's what you need. And I said, yeah, I need that. And so we're just sitting there bobbing up and down, you know, on the boards and like 30 seconds go by and he's like, all right, let's do this. Get focused. Let's, you know, and, and I just rode the next wave in and left. (laughs) (laughs) I left him out in the water. He was just out there waiting for me to paddle back out. And I was just like, nope, I'm out of here. Did he yell at you? Like, did he notice that you were walking away? I have no idea. I, I don't. I didn't even look back over my shoulder. I just left because we we paid ahead of time. To be clear, yeah. it's not like you. I I I felt like I was going to die. I already <laughs> surfed in, so I was like, okay, check, cross that off the list. What am I going to do? Get berated for the next two hours and fifteen minutes by this guy who I hated the moment I met him. Also, I'm paying you, dude. Can yeah. can we just talk about that for a second? I'm paying you. If I want to go bob around out there for two hours and 55 minutes and then ride (laughs) one wave in, you still get paid the same amount. I'm paying you to hang out with me. He probably, you know, enjoys teaching people how to surf. Right. (laughs) Right. Which I did five minutes after arriving. Right. So we already, you did it, buddy. (laughs) You showed me how to surf. Now get off my back, okay? Because I'm dying out here. 
So that's what happened when Eric went surfing. And that's an example of how he's not externally motivated yeah. to exercise. But intensely internally motivated where you've seen me go through oh, yeah. year long periods of time where I wake up at 6 a.m. So I could be at the gym the moment they open yeah. and I work out six days a week. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But if somebody tells you to do something, you're out. You'll never work out again. <laughs> God, I don't want to make eye contact in the gym. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I'm listening to music so I don't have to talk to anyone. Okay. Well, back to my Peloton. Yeah. The other thing that motivates me is my favorite instructor. Yes. And his name is Cody Rigsby. Uh huh. The hashtag that I use on Peloton is hashtag team Cody Rigsby. Uh huh. Um, he's (laughs) cute. He's gay. He's funny. He's so supportive I've tried a bunch of different instructors. I love him because he actually makes me laugh the whole time I'm exercising. So right. I'm like, I'm working hard and I'm working up a sweat and you know, my legs are getting tired and stuff, but I'm having a good time. Yeah. And no, none of the other ones really do that. That's great. It's, it's great awesome. when you find someone who makes you excited to, yeah. to work out. Yeah. He's really funny. And he's, re- you would like him. I wish that you would try one of his classes, but you've given up on Peloton. It just doesn't work for my body. He's just so funny. And I was telling you yesterday, I was doing a class about, oh yeah, it was, um, it was recorded right before the summer when we all thought the pandemic was over. And it was, he does this one series called XOXO Cody. And it's like him giving life advice. So people write in with questions and he answers. Right. And, and he's like, re- during the four minute recovery, like after a bunch of work, he's reading um, off of little cards with the questions. And the, every single question that someone asked, like somebody was like, am I too old to wear a two piece? And he was like, Babe, we didn't, you did not survive a pandemic so that those cheeks could not be in the sun. Okay. And then he just moves on to the next question. It's just so funny. And he always talks about his mom, whose name is Cindy. And so he'll just be like, he, today he was saying, um, he never wore American or what is it? Not American Eagle, Abercrombie and Fitch. Cause I was doing a nineties ride. No, it was early two thousands ride, but he was saying he never wore Abercrombie because he was too poor. And he, and he said, I would tell Cindy, that's what I want to wear. And she would go, that's expensive. Let's just go to old Navy. We'll figure it out. But he just tells these really like detailed, funny stories. Yeah. And I, he had this one amazing ride that was Disney themed. He narrated the whole thing. Like you had just gotten to the magic kingdom. So he was describing like what it smells like and that you're in line for a ride. And it just, it really felt like hanging out with my friend at Disney world, which I know sounds crazy and sad, but it was really fun. (laughs) That's great. And right now I'm drinking Cody's signature cocktail. Well, this was like his summer cocktail for this year. Right. It's called the fun and flouncy Mm -hmm. and it is rosé, frozen berries and diet seven up. How does it taste? It's great. That's wonderful. Well, I'm, I just want to say I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I don't think you say it enough. <laughs> okay. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Here's an interesting thing about exercising once you're a mom. Yeah. So, you know, it's like I've never been able to get motivated to exercise because yeah. I'm always like, I could be watching TV, playing a game, reading right. a book, working, all yeah. things that I, drinking, eating. There's lots of things I like. Literally anything. Like, but literally exercise. anything. Yeah. I could be just... I could be sleeping. I could be just staring at my phone. But now that I'm a mom, when I'm exercising, it's the only time that I don't have to be with my baby, but I don't feel guilty about it because Mm. I'm like, like, this is going to make me healthier. It's going to make me skinnier. This is going to put me in a better mood for my baby. And so I feel like I'm really able to justify this. Like, like I don't even think about him while I'm exercising. My brain is just cleared out. That's good. It's amazing. And I I really think that's why I've been doing it most days because that's my only real, other than that, I have such a hard time, like taking time for myself. Yeah. That's something you've obviously been experiencing. Yeah. I struggle with that. In the past six months, even when we have opportunities to do stuff or there's been several 
occasions where we've made plans to go somewhere or do something and then yeah. you bail at the last minute because it doesn't seem like the right thing to do when you could be spending time with him yeah. or, you know, there's the mom guilt is very real. And I, 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 believe I, it. I don't think he cares. Like he, he's not going to remember anything from when he was under a year no. old, but it just feels if I'm not doing anything more important. So that means that I'm spending all of my time. I'm either working or I'm with him or I'm feeling like I should be with him. Yeah. And so exercising is like the one thing where I'm like, this is something my whole life, everyone's been telling me I should exercise. Mm -hmm. And now I finally have something that I want to do less than exercise, which is hang out with my baby. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but that's good. You know, silver lining. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, you're painting it in a pretty negative light right now, but uh, I think it's not just that you're stepping away from your baby, which is much needed and totally acceptable. Shouldn't feel guilty about that. But also I think you've, you've kind of tapped into the right kind of working out like the right kind of atmosphere. It definitely works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I'm buying our son, a bunch of Peloton merch. I'm probably going to start wearing Cody Rigsby shirts every day. Okay. Yeah. I'm having a great time. I really think people should get a Peloton and look up Cody Rigsby. That's great. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Say it a few more times. I'm so proud of you. This episode is actually sponsored by Peloton. Yeah, where where riders come to ride. Do they have a do they have a I don't know. <laughs> if Peloton wants to send me some free clothes, I'll wear them. Yeah. Peloton, hit us up, you know, <laughs> some free subs. We can give away some gift subscriptions or free something. Free subs? Yeah, you know, like hoagies. No, subscriptions. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was no. like, why would they send you a sandwich? No, we pay monthly for Peloton. I thought maybe they okay. could comp us, you know, for uh, bringing people into the fold here. Yeah. But if they want to send me some hoagies, Jersey Mike's. We'll take whatever. I'll take I'll take a free Jersey Mike's. Lo- we do love a Jersey Mike's. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk about on this episode, we'll see how much we get through before we have to go take the baby. So one thing that you don't think about yeah. Uh, especially when you have such a hard time having a baby as we did. After you have a baby, your gynecologist is going to warn you that you should not and actually cannot get pregnant again. Um, if you've had a C-section, you have to wait at least a year. Like it's actually dangerous if you get pregnant again too yes. soon. Yeah. And so when I went in for my checkup, they started talking to me about, um, <laughs> sorry, he's screaming. I don't know if that's yeah. coming through on the mic. I'm sure it is. Very loud screamer. Anyway, they started talking to me about pregnancy prevention. Yeah. Um, they also gave me the talk, which apparently all doctors do, which is um, that you shouldn't have sex for six weeks after you have a baby. And my doctor was like, just so you know, you can actually have sex sooner than that. But we tell everybody that. So they have an excuse for their husbands if they need it. Cause not everybody feels like doing it right after they have a baby. Jesus. Yeah. That's sad. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. So there's people who like literally have to have a doctor's note. <laughs> Because otherwise the husband's like, get back to it. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, so they started talking to me about... um, Do those guys not have internet porn? I don't think that's the same. I mean, it's not the same, but... Maybe uh, maybe in VR. (sighs) Listen, I've been wanting to try that (laughs) for a long time. If you have a flashlight in VR, I think you're good. Yeah. You can leave your wife alone. That's why I'm building the cabin. Okay. Anyway, they started talking to me about how to avoid getting pregnant. Yeah. And they were like, what are you doing for birth control? And I like, I haven't been on birth control in five years. Yeah. And I, it, it hadn't occurred to me because we had a hard time getting pregnant. And I, I said that, you know, I was like, well, we went through IVF. Like, I, yeah, I don't think we're going to just accidentally get pregnant. And they said, you're actually much more fertile, like right after you have a baby. That's yeah. very common for people to accidentally get pregnant, even if they had a hard time getting pregnant before. I've, I've mentioned this to um, some people, also some of whom are parents. And they were like, whoa, is that real? Yeah. 
Apparently, that's what the doctor said. And I think this is one of those things where like, nobody talked to you about how you could avoid us getting pregnant again. It's all on me. And the conversation was like, what are you going to do for birth control? And so they gave me a little packet that had all the options. And they were like, do you want pills? Do you want, what is it? There's like a shot or a patch or something. There's yeah. an IUD. And I think of those options, I was like, the IUD sounds like the best one. So I came home and talked to you about it. And I said, we have two options. You get a vasectomy yeah, or I get an IUD. Yeah. And the way that they pitched the IUD to me was they were like, it's easy. You pop it in there. You know, a couple days later, you feel totally fine. No big deal. And uh, my completely naive understanding of that was that it was pretty easy. That's what I thought. It I, was just sort of like. Everyone I know with an IUD talks about it like it's, and I guess relatively speaking, it, like it's not a huge deal. Yeah. And then with a the vasectomy, you know, it's like there's 24 hours of recovery time. Yeah. No big deal. Everything's back to normal. Yeah. But the trade-off is a man has to do something. So that was a very unappealing option to both of us. <laughs> well, um, so what decision did we make here? here here's Which the thing. Here's, here's the thing. I, I, I think that, um, <laughs> we were both very naive in our understanding Eric, of the options. Even if it was, even if it was, no one talked to me about my options. The doctors treated me like I I'm was saying. your Uber driver. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. You're at you're you're saying. I mean, if you come to me and you're saying like, "Hey, it's all the same," but uh, would you want to have surgery on your genitals? <laughs> I mean, it's all the same, but I mean, then you're, yeah, you were like, "I would prefer not to." Yeah, like if if you're asking me just <laughs> in a why vacuum, is it on me to tell you that you have to get a vasectomy. I don't. Maybe you could step up after the years of surgeries and procedures that I've had. Yeah, you could have one. So that I don't end up with a dangerous pregnancy. Yeah. Well, it's old hat for you. You know, you, <laughs> you know where to go in the hospital. You know who to talk to. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to be so confused. You're not going to know what desk to go to. Yeah. Yep. So, no, I, I don't know. I, it, I, I feel like our decision to, our decision for you to get. <laughs> so we decided that I would get an IUD. I decided really because. You know, you put the decision on me and I was like, I'm not going to make you get a vasectomy. And I just want to say, I think this is part of the issue with like gender roles when it comes to everything having to do with babies, because to me, it was just easier to do it than to like have you do it and then have to like feel guilty about it. Or like if something goes wrong, it's my fault. Or, you know, it's like, it feels like it's easier for like, cause I know that if I get disfigured or something horrible happens or I can't have another baby or whatever, it's at least, you know, I can deal with that. Cause I made that decision. Right. And I know that if something went wrong and you lost a testicle or something, you would never shut up about it. And <laughs> it just emotionally seems like so much work. So I got the IUD. Yes. And I went into the doctor's, this was two weeks ago now, right? Yeah. I went into the doctor's office and I literally like, I did, I was like working that day. Like I was just like, Oh, I'll just pop to the doctor and be back. I yeah, really thought yeah. it was like, stick it in there and then you're all done. Yeah. And when I got there and sat down, they started like walking through all the things that you have to know about the procedure. And I don't even remember all the things, but they were talking about, there's going to be really heavy cramping, like during and after the procedure, there's a risk of bleeding. There's, um, if you do get pregnant after the IUD, it would be an ectopic pregnancy. In uh, hindsight, I wish you had tapped out. I, and I was thinking, cause when they started listing all these things, oh, and they were like, we'll give you some Advil or whatever to, he to help you better tolerate the pain, which is not what you want to hear. Like if there's yeah. pain, give me something real so that I'm not like, I, I just find it very offensive that every time there's like a lady procedure, it's like, this is going to be the worst pain you ever felt in your life. 
but you can handle it. You know, Yeah. you got this. You're fine. But they were listing all these things to me. And I, I like, I almost started crying because I, I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me that it would be sort of traumatic to like do yet another thing after all the things I've had to do. But that's what it felt like is like yet again, I'm sort of tricked into a procedure that's going to be painful and potentially risky. And, oh, and they mentioned, um, so you're going to be in, you know, you're going to have really bad pain. It's going to feel like really bad period cramps for like two days and then you'll be fine. The reason it stops after two days is because after two days, I forget if it's your uterus or your cervix just gives up on trying to push it back out of you. So that's why you stop having cramps after 48 hours. And they were like, we don't know why 48 hours. It just happens. And like, you know, just an example of how nobody does research on anything having to do with women's bodies. Yeah, and yeah, we're the ones yeah. doing all these procedures. And they said, you know, pro- most people with an IUD, like you probably won't have a period the whole time you're doing it, which sounds great. You know, like I'm excited to not have my period, but they were like, you're going to bleed for a while after you get it. And I was like, well, how long is a while? And they were like, usually, you know, about a month, which was like, didn't seem like a huge deal. And now it's been two weeks straight. And I'm, I'm just still, blood is just pouring out of me on a daily basis. It was a super painful procedure. I mean, it only took like 10 minutes, but it was really painful. Not as painful as childbirth, but probably, sure. you know, top five. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that, you know, and then I had really, I didn't go to work after because I was in a lot of pain. I had to drive myself back afterwards. I can't believe they didn't tell you to have someone drive you. I think because relatively speaking, it was not unmanageable pain for me. You know, it's like, I'm used to really bad period cramps. I'm used to all kinds of shit hurting in my body because I'm a woman and we just take that shit on. And I think that's really unfair. Yeah. And I, I did think about tapping out when they were listing all this stuff. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, again, it just feels like too much work. Like I'm going to have a big emotional conversation with them about how, frankly, like, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced we even need pregnancy prevention because it's like, right. I, I mean, it's not like we're having sex that often because shit's all moved around in there anyway. I got to <laughs> figure out how to get back into the, you know, it's, I'm just saying it's not super high risk at the moment, yeah. you know? And I also like, we know we want a second kid. And that was my other realization is like, when, when we're ready to do that, I'm going to have to get this taken out, which they said doesn't hurt as much, but still hurts a lot <laughs> to get it removed. I have to go back in a month to make sure it's stuck in there because sometimes it just like falls out and then you have to get it reinserted, which I'm not doing if it comes out. But what I realized is like when, when you do get it taken out, are you going to need a ride or can I just stay in my cabin with my flashlight VR setup? <laughs> I think you're good. I think you can just chill out. <laughs> Nobody needs anything from you. Oh, that's great. You're good. You can just relax. I wish you could relax, but your life is so stressful. Yeah. I know it's, you know, you have a hard time relaxing while I'm watching the baby. If you can just drive a and- case of Gatorade out to the cabin <laughs> once in a while, I think I'll be able to relax. Anyway, I realize we all, we have whatever it is, three or four frozen embryos hanging out. Like mm. when we have a second kid, I'm just going to do an IVF transfer with however many embryos. If it doesn't work, we're not doing IVF again. Yeah. But like, sorry, but we don't need any more of your sperm. So like. You don't. No, nobody does. Mm. No. I don't know. No. We don't know that. No. Don't know that. Yes, we do. <laughs> You've said many times that even if we get divorced or I die or something, it's not worth the work to find another wife. Yeah, that's true. I don't think you're. Anyway. <clears throat> Maybe this is a helpful lesson to other people. Just because your doctor is pushing you to use birth control, you probably can like weigh your own risk assessment and decide if you really need that. Yeah. My mom was, she was like, cause I didn't tell her until after I did it. And she was like, you guys tried to get pregnant for like four years. Why do you think you need an IUD? And I was like, I didn't even really think about it. They just told me I had to pick one of the options. Yeah. Like I didn't really. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just crazy. And I'm really tired of the bleeding. I'm just really sick of it after it's just been so much stuff. And it's like, I just recovered to the point where like my abs aren't numb from where the, and it's like, just feels like every time there's a new thing. Yeah. I mean, that is not something that men deal with in any way. Um, so it's horrible. 
I... Horrible. So that's what's going on with us. Very cool. Very fun. Very flouncy. Love my Peloton. Love Cody Rigsby. Yep. Love my little baby. Yeah. He's a good boy. We yep. love him. What else is he up to these days? He Oh, he just figured out how to blow spit bubbles. That's like his favorite thing. Yeah. And making fart noises. Yeah. Loves it. So 5.30 a.m. You just hear. <laughs> and then giggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Um, he sits up basically by himself. Like we have to monitor him, but he can hold himself up now, which is really cool. Yeah. I guess that's about it. Feels like he's doing a lot, but oh, his first tooth came in this week. Oh yeah. He has one little tiny tooth. It's yeah. so cute. I mean, it's just broken through. It's not like, yeah. you know, but it's like definitely there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And We're, that was, you know, difficult for him for about 24 hours. It seemed like, and now yeah, he's kinda, even, it's like, you hear all these horror stories. Like, yes, he was really fussy for a day, but he was not yeah. that bad. He wasn't yeah, inconsolable. Yeah. I, again, we're very lucky. Yeah. He's very chill. He's a very chill baby. Yeah. And it's like, even when he's upset, you can tell that he wants to be happy. Like when he's crying, you can still make him laugh and stuff. Yeah. 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 He's good. Yeah. Good baby. <clears throat> okay. Well, those are my thoughts on body after baby. Okay. I highly recommend the fun and flouncy drink. Uh Oh, uh, yeah. Fun and flouncy. Cody Rigsby. IUD. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And, uh, and you're sorry. And I'm sorry. I am deeply sorry for everything, everything, <laughs> not, not just what I've done, but everything. Yes, you should be. Yeah, I know. It's the patriarchy. I know. Literally. I get it. I know I'm benefiting from it, but I get it. And I, I hate it. You said that like you are joking that you hate it. You no, do hate it. Of course I do. I think it sucks. You're still saying it like you think you're joking. No. Everybody should be able to have a VR cabin with okay. with marital aids mounted to the wall. <laughs> Not just men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we done here? I think so. Okay, great. Okay, bye. Bye.